Theory. Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Episode 38, in fact, of this podcast that we call home. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really great at, at words that aren't just like meaningless filler sean and i appreciate that thanks you know everything i say i say with a super important 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 purpose (laughs) (laughs) so i'm glad you agree i I just imagine you like like looking at a at a list of like it's like a list you have just a tab open on your laptop it's like list of good filler words and you're like oh important that's good important uh important 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 that's what I do, Daniel. I've got the thesaurus.com open at all sides. <laughs> but it's like broken. Right. It's yeah. like it's synonyms for important. Important. <laughs> anyway, hey everybody. Uh welcome to this episode. This episode's interesting because we're we're in kind of a lull. We don't mm-hmm. have much to predict. This is a smashing theory, the podcast where we predict things about Super Smash Bros. and other right. video games, uh, but there's there's not much to predict. The the big things to predict have either passed or are a bit too far in the future to make a big episode about it yet. Yeah. Uh, for example, we're 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 coming into E3 season, but we're not quite there yet. However, there are some interesting Smash related and Smash adjacent news items that have surfaced over the past month or so. Mm-hmm. So we've rounded them all up, and we're ready to talk about them. First, however, uh, we have some corrections from the last episode. After we thought they were gone, the vaunted corrections return. First off, uh, we weren't sure who the Terminator franchise was owned by. We assumed Warner Brothers. But Terminator's not owned by Warner Brothers. Warner Bros. did distribute the third movie in the United States. Mm. But uh, but it looks like some some other company owns the rights to Terminator and it Terminator literally gets distributed by a different company. Like every time it happens, Disney's distributed Terminator once. Yeah. Um, Oh oh, no. What are you doing here? Mr. Terminator. (laughs) Anyways, that's why that partnership ended. He, (laughs) He murdered Mickey mouse. As a side note, James Cameron himself, apparently gets the rights back this year. Ah, good. He Uh, can put the Terminator in the next Avatar movie. (laughs) The most ambitious crossover. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, you know, he's got to make sure that uh, Avatar stays on top. Avengers Endgame, you know, uh, top on the charts. Got to (laughs) really draw some eyes to Avatar 2. (laughs) Avatar 2, the Terminator is here. (laughs) Suck it, Endgame. There you go. That's the title. That's the whole That's title. Right. Avatar yeah. 2. Avatar 2, colon, the Terminator is here, colon, suck, <laughs> suck it, it end end game. game. Yeah. Exclamation point. <laughs> I said that there was a green memento stage, uh, in addition to the yellow stage representing Persona 4, mm-hmm. and the blue stage representing Persona 3. I got that wrong. Okay. Joker's victory screen is green after free for all matches. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, but Mementos itself does not have a green color, as huh. far as we know. Interesting. Yes. Finally, the Phantom Thieves spirit. I said their ability was something boring, uh, but I didn't remember precisely what it was. Mm-hmm. I said it's like eat food or something. <laughs> 
The Wise act- words from Danny T. The actual spirit ability for the Phantom Thief spirit is item auto grab, hmm. which allows you to automatically pick up nearby items when not running. That um, actually sounds kind of inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's um it's 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 there, it's an ability. Mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe there's fun ways to utilize it. Right. But ultimately uh Like for me, there's just such a strategic element to when I pick up items. Right. And so you know, I wouldn't want to like go in to slug somebody with Little Mac, and then suddenly I'm holding a lipstick. I bop them with it, and then they kill me. You know? Yeah. That's kind of that's the kind of nightmare scenario that my brain is concocting <laughs> based on this ability. Yeah. Either way, it's it's not really like we we finally get like a brand new ability. We get a confirmation <laughs> that they're going to add in abilities like right. as DLC for spirits. Like we're not just limited to the to the support abilities that we have and it's item auto grab uh kind of underwhelming next time auto punch when you stand next to somebody you don't have to press a you'll just punch whether or not you want to i can kind of see that being useful in some scenarios actually oh yeah especially if like i i feel like there's probably some kind of option select shenanigans mm, you can pull with right <laughs> it actually turns out that it's a great way to like wave dash. You're like just punch canceling. Yeah. Anyway, great spirit move theory from a smashing theory. Now the news roundup. Usually we just like talk about a little bit of news before but, uh, before we talk about like our big subject. But this time it's the whole podcast. Yeah. Baby. This time the news is the subject. So yeah, we we got some. Some stuff to talk about. The first one, the first headline is that Smash Ultimate is now the best-selling fighting game of all time. Can I just say, this is such a turnaround from the Wii U. Yeah. Like, we've known that for a while, but yeah. every now and again, it'll something will be put into context, you know? Yeah. Uh, here's some context for you. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the video game, has outsold the Wii U. <laughs> As in the entire system. God, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Smash Ultimate has sold 13.81 million copies. God. Uh, as of the end of March. The end of uh, the end of the 2018-2019 fiscal year. Right. They sold 13.81 million copies. I think that's physical and digital. Uh, that makes it in the four... In the less than four months... Since it launched, it is the third best-selling Switch game overall, only behind Super Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart 8. Wow. Yeah. Right now, it's basically the the best-selling single fighting game of all time. Mm -hmm. If you put it next to all all the versions of Street (laughs) Fighter 2 stacked together... Right, like 2 and 2 Turbo and blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, That sold somewhere between 14 and 15 million. They're gaining on them, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, like, uh, the the other one is Smash 4 Wii U and Smash 4 3DS combined uh, yeah. have sold 14.85 million. I'm comfortable and, with counting those as essentially the same game for this purpose, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. However, I think that by the end of this fiscal year, mm-hmm. Smash Ultimate will have outsold both of those. I think that's solid theory, Mr. Theory Man. Yeah, yeah, hell, maybe by the end of, like... The next fiscal quarter, it'll have outsold them both. Hell, by tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that we can't really verify with any statistics, but sure. 
But yeah, those are some pretty absurd milestones for the genre. Yeah, that's wild. Even if you're one of those pedantics who consider Smash Ultimate like a party game, Mm -hmm. it's outsold a lot of party games too. Right. You don't see Super Mario Party gaining (laughs) and on any level that uh that Smash Ultimate has achieved. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. It's actually really interesting because we got a listener mail a while back that asked us if we thought that Smash Ultimate would ever reach 20 million copies sold Mm -hmm. overall. And our answer was, we thought it would outsell Brawl, which was like about 13 million. Right. Uh, But we weren't sure about 20 million because that's that's a tall lot. Yeah, Yeah. because that's a tall order. However, I'd give a firm maybe to that now. Okay. (laughs) Um, I, I do still see a possibility of them not reaching 20 million total because yeah. uh because like you know you you get you get a big burst of sales right after launch and then stuff tends to peter out right unless you're a nintendo game and then you just <laughs> keep selling copies and keep selling copies uh-huh. until you die uh so i i think the 20 million is actually within the realm of possibility but uh but maybe it'll reach that closer to the end of the switch's lifespan and not like in the next year okay um, but but obviously they have surpassed expectations by beating by beating Brawl in its first fiscal quarter, right? Instead of its lifetime, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, that's that's freaking wild, as the as the kids say. They do say that. But yeah, the next piece of news the the Persona Five concert with a few announcements attached to it happened. Okay. And we had a bunch of theories about that, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, we, uh, we had theories about Persona 5R, Persona 5S, mm-hmm. and Persona 5 Arena. Right. And basically we thought that Persona 5 The Royal would potentially be more like of an expansion, more mm-hmm. of like a a thing that you could buy as DLC for 5, but also buy separately. Right. Persona 5S would be Persona 5 just for the Switch, uh-huh. right? And uh, we thought the Persona 5 Arena would barely be in production and therefore get, like, get, like, a very small teaser trailer right. of, uh, of Ren Amamiya, the protagonist of Persona 5, mm-hmm. about to fight you, Narukami. <laughs> um, so there's two big bummers here. Uh, let's get the short one out of the way. Persona 5 Arena did not show in any capacity. Yeah, sad. I, I think it exists, but I think... I think they're going to start talking about it either at Evo or next year, and right. not now. The other big bummer, well, I, I guess now let's talk in the order of reveals. Sure. So, not quite a bummer, but there are definitely people upset about it. Uh, Persona 5 The Royal is is a remake of Persona 5, much in the vein of Persona 4 Golden being right. a remake of Persona 4, that, uh, that adds story scenarios, uh, a new playable character... And uh, new locales to explore. Oh, so so it really is a new playable character. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's she's playable. She's got a she's got a phantom thief outfit and everything. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. I I meant uh, what I was thinking of is is she an alternate protagonist in the same vein as Persona Three Portable had? Oh no, she's she's a yeah. You still play through the game as. as Ren, right? As as Joker. Okay, but she um, is a new party member you recruit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, she's yes. a new party member you recruit, and she's mysterious. We don't know okay. her agenda. Um. That's what I thought. That's why I was surprised. Yeah a a new playable character, some new uh some new support characters and stuff. There's going to be at least one new confidant. 
Right. I like a sexy therapist. <laughs> oh, hello. Are you ready to have another inappropriate relationship with someone not in high school? <laughs> Welcome to my therapy room. I'm I'm torn because like I really want Persona to have some gay representation. I right. really want I really want to be able to have a gay relationship in a Persona game, mm-hmm. especially Persona game like five, which is kind of about marginalized groups, right? <laughs> right. However, I obviously don't want the first gay relationship in Persona since Persona Two to be a pedophilic one. Yeah, that would not be great. Yeah, because that guy is clearly an adult. <laughs> uh, but as an adult, I can say that he's got a definite dilf thing going on, and uh, and he looks great. So here's what we do. So you got this guy, uh, he's a therapist character in the game, you go to him, and over a series of repeated sessions, he helps you come to terms with your bisexuality, then you date Ryuji. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd accept that. Either way, Persona 5 The Royal looks cool, but there, there are people disappointed, obviously, that A, it's Persona 5 again on the same platform that you can get Persona 5 on already, mm-hmm. usually these remakes are on a different platform. Right. Like Persona 3 was on the PS2, and then Persona 3 Portable... Was on the PSP. Uh, Persona 4 was on the PS2, and then Persona 4 Golden was on the Vita. Uh, Although you did have, like, like FES was also on the PS2. I guess, know? but at least you got that after a different remake of Persona 3, <laughs> right? I thought FES came first. Did it? Maybe I it believe didn't. it was FES first, and yeah, it was FES first, and then Portable, because Portable had like you could like sort of do the FES content, but not really. Weird. Yeah, like they basically stripped away the story and just turned it into like a series of alternate dungeons. I think that's that's so weird. Yeah, the way was... Atlas releases games is so weird. Yeah, there's like man. there's never any definitive version of a game. There's like a lot of stuff I like about Persona Three Portable, but that felt dumb. Yeah, but also obviously. Um, the fact that it you can't get it as DLC for Persona 5. Yeah. You have to buy it as another $60 game, presumably. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that either. I probably still will get it because I'm seeing several contenders for Persona 5 Arena characters, <laughs> and I want to know what their deal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but other than my weird thing, I can definitely see the disappointment, but I, I think there's stuff to look forward to. Well, you know, for me, my incredibly long and actually existing game plan has finally paid off. I did not buy Persona 5 when it initially came out, because Daniel had it on the PS4 on his account. Now, I can buy Persona 5R, and have only spent money on Persona 5 once. Congratulations! Thank you! (laughs) I win. Congratulations on playing... A two-year-old game two years late. I'm great. (laughs) Uh, But here's the bummer announcement. Persona 5S is not Persona 5 for the Switch. It's called Persona 5 Scramble. A game no one wanted, and yet here it is. Well, we'll we'll discuss it in a sec. Let me get the stats out of the way. It's by Koei Tecmo. Uh Uh-huh. And it's it's a Persona 5 Musu game. It's a... It's basically like Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. This is basically Persona 5 Warriors. You play as various Persona 5 characters. Mm -hmm. You only confirmed one so far as Ren. And you run through big open uh, spaces. 
and fight hundreds of enemies all clumped together with uh with big stylish swings of your giant weapons a game no one wanted and yet here it is i i'm sure obviously lots of people are looking forward to this i'm just sick of warriors games you know if if i was to pick up any warriors game it could be persona because i i think just imagine just plowing through crowds of enemies with a motorcycle (laughs) that is pretty great here is the situation where I would pick this game up if Lavrus was in it. <laughs> That's the situation. It's Persona 5 Scramble, not Persona Scramble. The situation! <laughs> if Lavrus was in it, I'd pick it up. So I guess I'm not picking it up. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say that's unlikely. Stick her in there. She's great. She is great. Koei Tecmo. Come on. She is great. She's got a big axe. She can hit you with her big bull. Uh, you know... Haru already has an axe. She can hit you with her big bull. Does Haru have a big fucking constellation bull? A big bull? Yeah, you know, when she does her super, she, like, swings the axe up, and you can see, like, Taurus, I think, like, in the background. Oh. I, I think that's true. Um, I, I, I believe you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> either way, I, I think, like... I think Persona 5 has the potential for a lot of really fun, like, Musu movesets. That's true. Like, the, the motorcycle would be great. Just, like, being Ryuji and just, like, tearing <laughs> through, like, just, like, just cruising down the streets of Shibuya on, like, a giant pirate ship. Uh, like, riding cool. it like a skateboard. Like, oh, you could, yeah. I, I actually am a little excited about Persona 5 Scramble in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think Persona 5 Scramble will be a fun video game. And the new character they sort of teased for it looks adorable. Mm. And it's coming to PS4 and Switch, so that's cool. The thing there is that that means there is no version of the actual original game, Persona Uh 5, that's announced to be coming to the Nintendo Switch right now. That feels like such a wasted opportunity because Joker is a Smash Ultimate character. I feel like the only possible logical reason that they're not bringing Persona 5 to the Switch is, uh, well, I guess one of two reasons. One is that they tried to bring it to the Switch, it looks like ass, and they scrapped it. (laughs) Right. But I think the second one is more likely, and that is that they have some kind of console exclusivity deal Mm -hmm. with Sony that does not allow them to put it on the Switch at this time. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe as more years go by, that exclusivity will go up, and they'll be able to put a... They'll just put Persona 5 The Royal on the Switch. Right. I think you're not allowed to put Persona 5 on any console besides the PS4 for at least three years. Okay. Kind of kind of sounds sure. like a deal that Sony would make with Atlas. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable, but that just... That, that makes it so, so disappointing that, like, Joker's on the Switch. He's on Smash Ultimate. He's got such a great moveset. And if I am only a Switch owner and I want to see more Joker, I guess... Hope you're you're into Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, gotta get your Musu on. <laughs> and like I again, I'm pretty sure that game's gonna be fun. It has the potential to be one of the best Musu games, actually. Okay. Just just based on the material they have to work with. Sure. With Fire Emblem Warriors being the worst of the Musu games, or so I've heard. Yeah, like I I think for a Warriors game to be cool, you need to have more than just 
the the weaponry you already have access to in Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Hyrule Warriors was great because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you had Link running around with a sword, but he also had Epona as a weapon. <laughs> right. You know, he uh, you could also um be the queen of the Zoras and 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 swim around and mm-hmm. you could be Marin from Link's Awakening and swing <laughs> a, a giant bell and summon the wind fish. Right. Like what's frustrating too is that Fire Emblem isn't wanting for weapon variety, you know? Yeah. Like there's so many characters that have so many cool weapons and spells and things that they do. Yeah. But instead they put in characters from Fire Emblem Awakening and the first Fire Emblem or whatever they fucking did. Uh I think it was yeah. Was, was it, was, it Awakening and uh, it, it was Awakening, Fates, right? And the first Fire Emblem and the mobile game, right? Wasn't there like somebody from the mobile game in it? No, really? but the okay. but the original characters they they created for Warriors looked kind of reminiscent of the mobile okay. game characters. Also, Lynn was there. Yeah. Also, Celica. Okay. I think from Echoes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically. For the most part, it was just those three games. And most of the characters they picked were sword wielders. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have, like, characters who transform into beasts. You have, uh, there's this king in one of the older Fire Emblems called Zephiel, who has this, like, big-ass sword that kind of extends into a lance when he's doing ranged attacks. Uh-huh. Like, there's just so much cool shit in that game. And then it's just like, oh, hey, I'm Marth. <laughs> I've got a sword. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the experience of playing <laughs> Fire Emblem Warriors. All right. <laughs> A completely accurate retelling of yeah. the story of that game as told by me. <laughs> Clearly. But yeah, I I think I think the Dynasty Warriors formula flourishes when you have characters with really unique and flashy movesets that you can't pull off with a regular-ass sword. Yes. So Persona 5 is poised to be in a great position for that. That's true. Yeah, I'm just bummed that I, I can't point any switch owners and people that only own switches to an experience that would give them context on joker as a character yeah i got you there yeah that that would tell them joker's story uh (laughs) i just imagined like you load up persona 5 scramble and then joker just like it's like a black screen and then a spotlight shines down on a chair joker walks in and sits down he goes hi i'm joker Here's some things about me so that you understand what I'm like while you're playing this game. I like coffee. (laughs) I am uh, friends with some people. And I can summon personas. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy. (laughs) And then he just backs out. Then you just hear the victory thing like... (laughs) (laughs) He just just like Yeah, like moonwalks out. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, good. good See, great. There you go. Problem fucking solved. You're right. Persona 5 yeah. Scramble's going to be lit. It's going to yeah. be so good. <laughs> You're right. How can it fail? That's really what make, makes it. You know, otherwise it wouldn't work. If they didn't have that part in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now it's great. I am looking forward to Persona 5 Scramble. I, I do think that they kind of fumbled the ball a bit on that reveal. Uh-huh. I think they could have at least been like, Persona 5S is not a Switch port like in advance. Right. You know? Yeah. They could have not raised people's expectations that high. Uh, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm looking forward to Persona 5 Scramble, but I'll, like, you know, 
glance up from whatever I'm playing to look at you playing Persona 5 Scramble and go, hmm, and then keep playing what I'm playing. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed purchase, but I see the potential there. Okay. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on it as sure. as they reveal more for it. I believe it's coming out in twenty nineteen. It's coming out later this year. Okay. Uh let me just double check that. Sure. Uh oh actually uh it does not currently have a release date, so I'm guessing I'm guessing 2020, okay. at least in the States. Maybe it'll be late 2019 in Japan. Uh, oh, Persona 5 Royal did get a release date, uh, and that's 2019 in Japan, 2020 in the United States. Oh, yeah. fine. Yeah, geez. I've waited this long, I can wait a little bit longer. <laughs> and the longer I wait, the cooler I am. <laughs> if you say My so. My decision is aging like a fine wine. I'll be having wine while you'll be having scrambles. And maybe also wine. <laughs> it's it's the classic meal, scrambles and wine. <laughs> right, mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Delicious. Nothing like tannins and eggs. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the persona stuff. Yep. Not as exciting as it could have been. Well, what are you gonna do? Not be excited about persona, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still looking forward to everything. But I yeah. wish, I wish they'd put things in a position where everyone could look forward to Persona things. Yes, instead I, of just me, the guy with a PS4 Pro. I would love to own Persona Five on the Switch. You know, I, I like my Switch a lot. Yeah, and man, playing like a 120 hour game, that'd be so nice. <laughs> yeah, to like be able to like take that around with you to, mm-hmm. to play that on the go. Instead of having to shut myself up in my room like a hermit whenever I want to listen to ball bottle ball 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 I wonder how many episodes you will have fucking quoted the like there's so many iconic persona themes and you have just sang and you have sung the first couple bars of Price, the theme from the third dungeon in the game, more times than than is reasonable. Alright, fine. Uh you never see it coming. Uh, what's some other ones? Uh, I tried to think of another Persona theme, and, <laughs> and then I you thought just of, thought of Price again. No, I, th- I thought of the theme from Sonic Ad- Adventure. Like, <laughs> Open <laughs> your heart. Bam, 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 bam. That's that, what I thought that's of. That's like a proto Persona theme, really. <laughs> yeah. Really, Sonic's been doing the Persona theme thing for longer than Persona's <laughs> has, has been doing the Persona theme thing. Yeah. Persona's just catching up, you know, to Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> It would have it would have been really great portable. I don't think that this is necessarily curtains for a Switch version of Persona Five. Uh-huh. I think we might still get one down the line, but I think when we do, everyone will be like, "Why did it take this long?" Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the the Persona stuff. Here's the here's the next news item. News item with a question mark <laughs> could be more of a rumor. Yeah. Because I wasn't able to find like a real concrete source on this. Right. Um. Push Dustin on Twitter, uh, the ex-founder of Source Gaming, he's now a freelancer, uh-huh. posted a message, apparently made by Sakurai, that Sakurai sent at release to uh, Japanese users. Hmm. Push Dustin did not say what format Sakurai used to send this to Japanese users. Right. He didn't say whether this was sent as an in-game message, whether it was sent as like a Fumitsu thing. Uh-huh. Like I can't find where this came from. Huh. All the... All the news articles I found about this just quote <laughs> push Dustin as a source right. and are equally vague about it. So this could be something that this 
guy just completely made up. You know, he has connections. Like, sure. maybe maybe this is a real thing, so I'll bring it up as a possibility. Okay. But I will repeat, finding concrete sources for this didn't bring up anything. So, I, I, I don't know. A lot of people are kind of quoting this kind of a gospel right now. It might uh, not be real. After the Grinch leak, we gotta be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if anyone, if anyone has something more concrete and more direct for me than Push Dustin said, so please let me know. I obviously love being accurate about this stuff. Yes, accuracy is my shit. Yes, but the the Sakurai message, I should I should clarify, Sakurai sent this in December, right after the game came out. Right, right now the team and I are working on the DLC. This includes the already announced Joker from Persona 5, Fighter Number 2, Fighter Number 3, and one more thing. Please look forward to the DLC. And that's the message. Right. Uh, so as this was sent, th- this was said in December, one more thing could have been Stage Builder. Uh-huh. It could have been Smash World or the video sharing even. Sure. Um, but either way, like, it's vague enough that the one more thing could have already happened. Right. However, the interesting thing here, obviously, is that he was working on Fighters 1 through 3 at the same time. Uh-huh. Which means that, you know, we were all assuming that number 2 was in, in a good amount of development, but the third fighter might also be pretty far along. Sure. So let's assume for a second that this is the truth. Okay. Do you think that E3 this year is going to see announcements of the second and third DLC characters at the same time? Hmm. Um. I. <laughs> well, if we're assuming this is true, I think it's a possibility. I think that the reason that I am so hesitant to commit to it is that I'm not certain that this is a real thing. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm not necessarily impinging the integrity of Push Dustin. It could be that, like, some troll sent this to him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he could just be kind of the mouthpiece for an elaborate fake leak. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Like, I... I um, Well, okay, if we assume the leak is real, what do you think? Do you think that would be a good or a bad idea from Nintendo to, uh, to reveal both characters? Because I'm, I'm on the fence. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Um, but I, I think Nintendo would be more prudent to sort of spread things out more. That's kind of what I was thinking too, because you don't want to kind of, uh, you know, use all your ammo at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel as though every time a DLC character gets announced, that could translate to just an increase in sales of the game. Right. And so doing two at once, you're kind of like losing out, you know? Yeah. Um, Not, not only that, but let's say, uh. Let's say the second character shadow drops and they reveal the third, right? right? And then the third comes out like two or three months later or something. People are going to be spending so much extra time waiting uh-huh. for the reveal of the fourth character that even getting the third character in between that is, is going to feel like a long wait. Sure. However, if you reveal and then shadow drop the second character during E3 uh-huh. and then... That's it. That's the Smash talk. Beyond maybe like a new mode or something. Maybe right. maybe home run contest also comes back or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one character maximum. And then at Evo, uh-huh. you announce the third character. Say that the character's coming out in September. Right. Then you've spread out your reveals much better. 
when you find out about character number four in like October or November or something, the wait didn't feel as long. Sure. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially because the wait for character two has already felt pretty long because <laughs> Joker was revealed in December. Right. And it's and then it's, we had to wait until April. Yeah, and <laughs> we had to wait for April to get Joker in the first place, and now it's May. Like we've had one character reveal from December to May. Yeah. Right? And I think uh Nintendo's probably been watching the hype levels and maybe maybe thinking of how to space things out better. That's what I think. I think that's a good call. So I'm going to agree with you that uh, if this leak is true, they will not both be announced, you know, they will not both be revealed simultaneously. I think that spreading things out is uh, both financially and in terms of maintaining interest uh, in the game, you know, the right call. Yeah, cool. And again, this data might e- might not even be real. Right. Uh, However, I do think that the E3 and then Evo thing, I think that's going to happen regardless of, of whether or not this is true. Because okay. Because I'm, I'm sure that even if they didn't start working on Character 3 in December, mm-hmm. they've been working on Character 3 for a little while at this point. Yeah, yeah. Whether they started in April or March or December, I think Character 3 will be done by this fall. Okay. All right. We got one more news item. Okay. And I'd like to call this the Ballad of Aubrey Norris. Oh, that sounds like a musical. (laughs) So Aubrey Norris has taken us for kind of a ride these past few months. Mm -hmm. Aubrey Norris is the senior vice president of Minecraft. Right. And, uh... Or or Mojang, right? That's the company that makes... Is it of Mojang? um, I don't think she's the vice president of Mojang. I think she's vice president of the Minecraft part of Mojang. I see. And for a little while now, she's been saying some stuff in regards to Minecraft Steve in Smash Bros. Uh-huh. So, November 1st, 2018, before the release of Smash Bros. Ultimate, mm-hmm. Aubrey Norris just tweeted at Nintendo, Minecraft Skelly and Smash, please. <laughs> okay. Someone replied to her, or Steve, right? Right. And she said, Steve is just an empty shell of an avatar that goes away when people use their own skins. No way. Exactly, Aubrey. Uh, not a bad point. She made those tweets on November 1st, 2018. Uh-huh. The DLC roster for Smash Bros. Ultimate was not finalized until November 6th, according to an announcement by Sakurai. Right. Now, I think it's, it's probably reasonable to assume that the deals were at least in motion. Yeah. Five days, you know, more than five <laughs> days before the finalization, I'm sure that if Steve was in the game, there's a possibility she would have had to sign an NDA right. by November 1st. However, no one really noticed when she made those tweets. Right. They blew up, like, end of March, early April, sometime around then. Mm-hmm. People found those tweets and were swinging them around being, hey guys, Minecraft Steve is not in the game. <laughs> Right. So on April 6, 2019, she tweeted that those tweets were her opinion uh, about whether or not Steve would be a good character for Minecraft. Right. Or for, uh, for Smash. Uh, right. Uh, or, he's, he's, he's a pretty good character for Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or her opinion of whether or not Steve would be a good character for Smash. And then some someone tweeted as a reply to that asking, well then can you say that Steve isn't in Smash, or are you not allowed to say? 
and she tweeted with an emoji of a face with no mouth. Because she had nothing else to say about that tired old topic. <laughs> He's not going to be in Smash. Please! So here's what I think. Uh, okay. Here's, I, I think a few things about this. First, she knows whether or not Steve is in Smash. Yeah. Second... Maybe Steve isn't in Smash, but a Minecraft character is. Okay, sure. Specifically, I think a character representing the Minecraft avatar is there and just named Minecrafter. Right. With eight skins sort of showing the breadth of different (laughs) Minecraft avatars you can have. That's cute. Yeah. And maybe like there's even like a Master Chief skin or something cute like that. Right. Basically, Steve is not in the game, Minecrafter is. Sure. That's one thought. The other thought is, she knows that Steve isn't in because Banjo is in. Right, And she knows that Banjo is in because she's a really high-up member of a team on Microsoft. Either way, that's not a great look for the senior VP at Minecraft to be like, I think it'd be stupid if Steve was in this game. (laughs) And then, like, he either is in the game or or whatever. I I think it'd be clever marketing, or, you know, clever, a clever wind-up, actually, if she's like, Steve wouldn't be a good fit because <laughs> because he immediately right. gets replaced by the avatar, you know, and uh, he, get, he immediately gets replaced by personal skin. Uh-huh. And then if a Minecraft character is in the game that represents all the different ways you can change your character <laughs> up, then I think that's that's a good putting the ball in the tee and then swinging sure. it into the fields. You yeah, know? no, that's uh, good. But yeah, either way, I think this is far from a deconfirm of Minecraft representation. Yeah, even um, though it well, that's that's not true. I was gonna say even though it should be. I to be clear, I am against Minecraft Steve in particular being a DLC character. I like Minecraft. I think it'd be cool if there was Minecraft representation. I just don't want Steve himself in the game. I can agree with that. Like, uh, if, for those of you just tuning in. I predicted that Steve would be in the game, and Sean predicted that Banjo would be in the game right? as DLC characters. But I've always said I would prefer Banjo over Steve. I don't like Steve mm-hmm. that much. I just think practically it would make the most sense. With this information, I'd be much happier if it was Minecrafter yeah, instead same. of Steve. I'd still probably prefer Banjo, obviously. Yeah. But it, again, that might make, that might make a, a certain niche more excited, mm-hmm. but I feel like overall... Like, as far as we want you to buy more copies of Smash Bros. Ultimate, Minecrafter might be the the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Banjo's gonna make people that were ages 10 through 12 in the 90s very happy. Yeah. Minecrafter would, like, you know, your mom would call you and be like, hey, I heard that Minecraft's in Smash Bros. Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah. My 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 kids at the, the I don't know school I teach. I don't know if she'd call me about that. Hello, son. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that she'd message you on Facebook. That's or something that's true. About yes, it. That's yeah, true. she uh, would definitely hear about that through the kids she teaches. They, yeah, they all are very excited about video games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's there's that. Although now I guess Roblox is the is the big thing. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, like my uh, my boss's kid comes into the office sometimes and. Every now and again, I'll pass by and I'll see like blocky characters running around. I'll be like, "Oh, you playing Minecraft?" And then I'll go, "No, it's Roblox." I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't actually care about Roblox, but that's fine. Can you imagine being Warner Brothers and making multi-million-dollar movies based off of the Lego franchise <laughs> that like that are just geared to get kids to buy Legos, right? And then, uh, and then putting millions of dollars into this. And making 
actually really good movies, like <laughs> yeah. putting a lot of love into your Lego movies, and then uh, and then going over to your your PR, your your marketing person, being like, "So, what are the kids playing? Are they playing Legos?" And they're like, "Oh, they're playing Roblox." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. the thing with no movie or any marketing. <laughs> that must be demoralizing. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I'd like to tie this into our E3 slash Evo talk. This Aubrey Norris stuff makes me more confident than ever that whoever it is, we're getting a Microsoft character mm-hmm. in a DLC pack. Sure. So I think even though even though we've we've inhaled kind of all this Airdrick Character Two stuff, yeah, over the past few months, I think that Character Two will be revealed at E3, okay, and that it will be a Microsoft character, Ooh-hoo. maybe Minecrafter, maybe Minecrafter, maybe Banjo, but it'll be a Microsoft character and. It will be revealed at the Microsoft E3 press conference. Okay. Yep, that's good. It'll be revealed at Microsoft's press conference, and then it'll be like, get more details about Minecrafter and Smash right. at the Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Yeah. And then the Nintendo Direct shadow drops them. <laughs> like, we'll get, like, the flashy trailer, you know, at Microsoft, yes. and then Nintendo Direct will be like, you know... Here's the gameplay. Yeah, like, Minecrafter, Here- blah, blah, blah. And yeah. he's coming out... Right fucking now, weebs. Download him. <laughs> it's, it's not Roblox. <laughs> da, da, download Minecraft, you weebs. <laughs> Konnichiwa, Steve Des. <laughs> wow, I killed this pig and got a pork loin. Itadakimasu. <laughs> uh, we're idiots. Yeah. Anyway. We're old idiots. <laughs> Oh, you're playing Roblox. Itadaki Mas. <laughs> uh, this, this bit has, has gone nowhere. We need to move uh, on. Okay, fine. So that's, that's, the, that's the news. That, that's all the... That's the news roundup for spring 2019. Yep. Yeah, some, some interesting stuff to mull over, but our, our big prediction days are still ahead of us. I'm looking forward to doing more E3 stuff very soon. But let's open some listener mail. Alrighty. First mail is from Garrett D. He's back. Yeah, welcome back, GD, my boy. Garrett says, Some ramblings of a crazy man for you. Okay. I believe there will be a Pokemon Direct in May, and that two Smash characters will be announced at E3. One will be shadow dropped, and one will be announced. Hmm. Question, how do you feel about any other Final Fantasy characters as DLC? My top three picks would be Tidus, Sephiroth, and Black Mage in that order. But I'm fairly confident Square Enix won't give us anything else from Final <laughs> Fantasy ever again. Okay. Sakurai must have paired dearly for Cloud this go-around. <laughs> Keep it up, boys. And thanks for dinner, Amy Lee. Yeah! <laughs> thanks for dinner! Uh- <laughs> By the way, guys, don't forget to check out the special thanks at the end of this episode. Yeah, if, if you don't understand what that joke is, yeah. uh, we give special thanks to our patrons at the end of every episode after the after the sort of credits music plays. And some of our dumbest bits have just been within right. that special thanks after credits thing. It's really like, you know, aside from getting to hear people who help make our podcast possible. Which is great. Like, we also just do, like, dumb, funny shit during that. Like, it's just, like, really stupid bits for, you know, five to ten minutes. And one of those is a running thing where my girlfriend, Amy Lee, 
uh, who lives with us, is is one of our special thanks backers. And because she makes dinner for us almost every day, Sean thanks her for making dinner. Because she made it and I'm grateful. <laughs> and Daniel all the time is like, why are you going to thank her for making dinner? Like, why shouldn't I thank her for making dinner, you dick? <laughs> I've, ma- I've made my counter-arguments already too many times. We're not doing this again. Too late. I've already done it. I staked my claim and you're moving on. That means I win. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ad hominem, baby. <laughs> Meet me in the realm of logic and science. <laughs> That's where I hang out all the time. <laughs> if if anyone hasn't seen this video just called Debate Me on YouTube, <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> and it's what Sean just did. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, if if uh yeah, you you get even more of us being idiots if you wait after the credits. Yes. Pro tip. And uh and we'll even be dumb in your specific direction. Yeah. If you uh if you support us at $20 or more, patreon.com/beatboopgroup. Go but, there. But anyway, Garrett. Yeah. To circle back to Garrett's question. <laughs> Garrett those are those are some some bold claims. Yes. The the two Smash characters being announced at E3 thing, I do still think that's a possibility. Obviously, we landed on the opposite end of that. Right. Uh, but still, a cool one. Pokemon Direct in May is very unlikely to me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do think there will be Pokemon news in May. I think that Koro Koro Magazine will show a new Pokemon, okay. and then we'll get a video of it. But sure. we will not get a full-fledged Pokemon Direct. I think that is a ways off if we get one at all. Okay. I, I think there'll be some Sword and Shield talk during the E3 Direct. Right. I'm not expecting anything anything big before that. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree there. So Final Fantasy characters is DLC. This, I, I think my position on more Final Fantasy characters as DLC is I would want them to be kind of quirky like i wouldn't yeah. want another cool character you know yeah, so i yeah. wouldn't necessarily want like your sephiroth you know or uh-huh. even titus i like the black mage pick that'd be kind of fun black mage pick would be cool i <laughs> take the moveset you make for black mage and just give it to vivi from final fantasy 9 yeah fuck yeah why not yeah my uh instinct would be uh because we just had Chocobo Mystery Dungeon come out for the Switch. I would just want, like, a Chocobo, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, that's pretty um, good. And they could run really fast, like, cast Choco Meteor and stuff. Like, I feel as though there's moveset potential there, and they're they're fairly relevant. Yeah, I I think Chocobo would be really cool. I don't really want another Final Fantasy character DLC. Yeah, that's, that's more like if there had to be one, yeah. that's what I'd go for. Yeah, I'm cool with the, with kind of the, the one DLC rep per franchise unless they have an echo fighter thing going on right i'm i'm okay with that if there was a final fantasy character i want it to be a more wacky character with a unique moveset maybe vivi maybe like kafka from final fantasy 6 ah that's cool what i'd really want is for someone else to just make a platform fighter with a bunch of Final Fantasy characters in it. Absolutely. Yeah, just just give just give Final Fantasy their own fighting game that isn't Dissidia. I was going to say, I'd love for Final Fantasy characters to be represented in any fighting game other than Dissidia. <laughs> and I, I guess I should clarify, 
the the weird arcade version that they turned Dissidia into. Yes, Dissidia for the PSP was rad. That was my shit. I that liked was that so game cool. a lot. Yeah. I really liked that game. And then they're like, "Hey, you know what we should do? Strip out all the RPG elements <laughs> right. in this fighting game that we've based off of several <laughs> RPGs." <laughs> I bet the exact same people will still be interested. Hey, uh, Sakurai here. Listen, coming out with a new Super Smash Bros., but it's not called Super Smash Bros. anymore. We got a lot of complaints from people who don't like being hit really hard, so now it's Super Soft Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you guys enjoy. Oh, look out, Luigi, for my new move. I hold you gently. Oh, that's right, my super move, a caress. Ah, uh, Mario, here's my move where I uh, put a blanket on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a Bowser. What's he going to do? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, I thought I'd tell you about my feelings. Oh, 700 of damage. Oh, no. But I don't fly off the screen anymore. I just sit down and clap. <laughs> Softly. Yeah, you don't want to clap too loud. <laughs> here at Super... I mean, here at Super Soft Brothers, we don't clap or do anything too loud. <laughs> Wario isn't invited. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My farts were too hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, that's how we feel about Dissidia. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think there's a lot of cool potential for Final Fantasy characters to have Smash style movesets. Yes. And there's so many of them that I'd want them to be in their own game instead of putting more of them into Smash Bros. Same. Thank you, Garrett. Good question. <laughs> yes, sorry for sorry about the answer. <laughs> sorry for ripping off of your shit so much that we barely answered your actual question. We're all sorry here on Super Soft Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> a soft theory. <laughs> right, yeah. Welcome to A Soft Theory, the new ASMR podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Moving the fuck on. <laughs> uh... Mark E. says, Hey guys, thanks for keeping the show alive and kicking well after Ultimate's release. It's a joy to listen to. We are the rotting corpse of a smashing theory, zombified for your pleasure. Oh, come on, we're we're live live and kicking. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) What do you think are the odds that Stage Builder adds a break the target builder? (laughs) That'd be so cool. I miss the glory days of character-specific target challenges. But with so many characters, why not let players create target challenge levels? Sounds like that'd be easier on the development team than designing the levels themselves. I don't know how game design works. That's fair, neither do we. Also, a challenge. With the joke that Detective Pikachu and the Sonic movie are the beginning of a (laughs) Smash Bros. cinematic universe going around, Uh please make a pitch for the plot. Of a Super Smash Bros. movie. Bonus points if you cast some characters. Mark, maybe the brother to Mitch, maybe not, but at least definitely sworn blood brother, E. (laughs) First of all, Mark, I'd just like to say that 
make your own break the targets is a genius idea. Oh, yeah. Like, Fucking... custom break the targets, board the platforms, whatever else. That could be, like, the Mario maker of Smash. Yeah. You know? it, that'd be really excellent. Just, like, just give that give that to the community and have them come up with stuff themselves. Right. I will say that making a balanced level builder would probably be more programming work than making 80 preset levels right. it, it, yeah that would probably be more work than making preset levels yeah but i think it'd still be worth it and i feel like people would value the create your own targets thing and being able to play in people's created levels more than they would the preset stuff yeah definitely so yeah that's an excellent idea mark so good so the plot of a super smash bros movie yeah so i think first we should sort of figure out what phase one of the cinematic universe would be right? right so detective pikachu and sonic are mandatory they have to be in there yeah as part of the setup i think that plus sonic the super smash bros movie should focus on the original eight yeah characters from the first smash bros movie that makes sense set them up and then future phases <laughs> can focus on the cast that gets added to melee and brawl and smash four and all uh-huh that, sure right so with that in mind, there should be a a Legend of Zelda movie uh-huh. in uh in twenty twenty yeah uh and a Metroid movie and I'm imagining that all of these are similar to Detective Pikachu and Sonic where they're kind of like taking the core concept of whatever game it is and kind of re you know re adjusting it for their own purposes yeah exactly yeah. like like yeah like uh. Like, you know, Metroid, uh, like, riffs off of Alien. Right, you know? right. And uh, and Legend of Zelda has has more than a few pages taken from, like, the Game of Thrones aesthetic. Yeah, I was just thinking that, yeah. But, but obviously much more family-friendly. <laughs> right. And then you gotta have a Kirby movie. Right. Um, I feel as though Kirby could really tie the whole thing together. You know, like, like all of these movies could just take place on planets in the broader pop star universe, <laughs> and then he has to, like, go around, you uh-huh. know? Kir- Kirby's kind of the Thor of the of <laughs> Right, the exactly, yes. Right? This all takes place on pop star, or, or part of it takes place on pop star, and then Kirby, like, ends up on Earth. Maybe yeah. that's, like, the, the post-credits scene. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, finally, you have a Super Mario Brothers movie, like, starring Mario and Luigi, but Yoshi shows up at the end. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yoshi doesn't get his own movie. He, uh, he's part of the Mario Bros. movie. He's the Hulk of this uh, universe, if yeah. you will, or or like the Hawkeye. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Not that important. <laughs> Yoshi, Yoshi with a mohawk. You know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like, hey, I'm Yoshi. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> this is his whole characterization. And and the other the other three. Well, Jigglypuff is in Detective Pikachu. Right. So, uh. So Ness and Captain Falcon uh, show up. They don't get their own movies, okay. right? They they just show up in Super Smash Bros. Actually, maybe Captain Falcon shows up in a couple stingers, like recruiting people. He's Nick Fury. Right. <laughs> right, He's Nick right. Fury. Hello, yeah. I uh, race, but I'm also looking for people to join me on a quest. <laughs> they Falcon Punch. <laughs> they they actually just make him like old and grizzled. Like <laughs> that'd be cool. Like he's just played by Samuel Jackson again. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and so, like, Kirby's on Popstar. Yeah. The Mario Bros, like, find the Mushroom Kingdom, and it's literally, like, uh, like, it's in, like, they, they do it by plumbing. They they find uh-huh. a plumbing pipe, and they end up in this <laughs> other universe. Hy- Hyrule 
Hyrule's retcon to being Earth in the past. Okay. Right? Right. And Hyrule is like a long forgotten um uh-huh. like civilization. Link draws the master sword and like an Ocarina of Time is transported to the future. Yeah. He's just the Captain America of this universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, Link Link ends up in the future. The Mario Brothers like go back up to Earth to like get some milk. Uh <laughs> there's no milk down in here. Oh no, we gotta have the milk. <laughs> What are you going to eat with the pasta? Water? <laughs> I just... I was like, who who would play Mario and Luigi? I feel like like they wouldn't be... like Just kind of like the first Mario movie, uh-huh. they wouldn't be doing the American... They wouldn't be doing the Italian accents. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, and like my first thought was just like, Nathan Lane is Luigi. <laughs> like he because he, he'd he'd still have like kind of that voice register, you know, that kind of nasally like right, you, you right. know. But uh but he wouldn't be speaking with the Italian accent. <laughs> now is this is this him voicing him or him in the Luigi costume? <laughs> well, it's all gotta be live action. Oh, oh god, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so maybe not him, it'd have to be someone like tall and skinny. Right. It's just Jim Carrey again. <laughs> Uh, John Leguizamo should not play Luigi again, but he should make a cameo. In the Mario movie, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, he's, he's the guy that, uh, that, like, you know, they're, they're getting, like, uh, they're getting, like, a bagel or a spaghetti or something, and he's the guy behind the counter, and it's like, in order for Mario, Mario, your name's Mario twice? (laughs) Right, right, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Who's your brother? Luigi Mario, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I wouldn't take a check to get a name like that. Also, Shigeru Miyamoto uh, should just be do Stanley cameos in every movie. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto or Reggie Fizeme. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> I'm not the president anymore, but Stan Lee isn't really a Marvel guy anymore either. <laughs> right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, who's the in in the Avengers one of this universe? Who's the villain? Yeah, right. Who's like the Thanos or the Loki? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm thinking more Loki, like an established villain from one of the things. Uh huh. That sort of draws everyone together. I well, think and, probably and, Bowser. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, he gets his hands on kind of like a star rod type thing, and you know becomes so powerful that he, the Mario Brothers can't defeat him. He goes up to Earth. He goes. He goes up uh-huh, to New York. Right. Right. He, he goes up to Brooklyn, the Mario Bros. have to chase him there, he wreaks so much havoc, and while he's doing that, like, all these things are happening at the same <laughs> right. time. Link shows up in the present day, uh-huh. Kirby lands, <laughs> right. uh... There's, there's gotta be a scene for Samus where, like, she gets a blip on the radar, and she's like, I'm, I'm getting an incredible power reading from, you know, whatever we call Earth and Metroid. Uh-huh. That must be a huge Metroid. And then she goes there, and it's a Bowser. You yeah, know? yeah, like, oh, no, there's a distress signal <laughs> coming from Earth. And, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and actually, Kirby, like, she's she's on her way there, like, in her in her gunship. Uh-huh. She's jetting there, and then Kirby, like, splats onto the windshield <laughs> right, in, yeah. in, that, in that goofy cg cartoon way that we're all tired of yes exactly yeah and uh and then they both end up on earth captain falcon is not a nick fury role actually okay he's a beat cop uh uh, he's just hank falcon (laughs) (laughs) and he sees like bowser like throw a car down the streets of new york and ends up like kind (laughs) of kind of helping helping the main team out like uh-huh. as as everyone like regathers like he's sort of 
he does like a heroic badass normal thing sure yeah and then at the end of the movie um he goes uh into space with samus yep that's good yeah ness <laughs> like ness is peter parker he's like a normal schoolboy going to any town high school uh-huh you know his uh psychic power his latent psychic powers awaken he has a movie where he does that yeah and then you know like he's uh He's taking a walk in the park and Bowser shows up and he winds up joining yeah. the crew. Remember, Ness does not get a movie before Super Smash Bros. Okay, okay, right, 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 right. Yeah, so actually what happens is, like, he's walking down the park, yeah. right? Bowser comes up, uh-huh. right? Like, Bowser throws something or, like, is about to land on top of Ness and Ness, like, like falls uh-huh. backwards, holds his <laughs> hand up and Bowser right. levitates in midair before getting like blasted off to another part and this like looks at his hands and he's like whoa and that doesn't get addressed at all until the earthbound movie in phase two Uh whoa mr stark i've got psychic powers (laughs) is that what tom holland sounds like to you Uh, ah i gotta swing (laughs) (laughs) loved love that tom holland voice it's real good as an aside, my favorite part of Spider-Man Homecoming is when uh, he's trying to shake the guy, uh, Donald Glover, down oh, for information. Yeah. And he's, like, using the voice modulator, and then he goes, like, look, I know what a girl sounds like. Like, because he thinks Spider-Man's <laughs> a girl. That's real good. <laughs> really, that whole scene's amazing. Yeah, it's great. And I, I hope, like, 12 years from now, we get a live-action Miles Morales movie, <laughs> and, and Donald Glover is playing... Yeah. His villain uncle. That would be great. Yeah. God, I'd love that. But anyway, yeah, I I think really we've we've hidden the main flagpoles of that Super Smash Bros. movie. So who are you casting? You know, um, aside from Nathan Lane. Aside Luigi, from Nathan Lane. An inspired the, choice. Yeah, the best casting I've Mario! I, we gotta get the mushroom! <laughs> I feel like... I love Nathan Lane, I should say. I think he's hysterical. He's great <laughs> in everything he's in. I love that Timon boy. <laughs> Which is what I'm boiling him down to. <laughs> Suck yeah. it, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like there's some untapped badass female lead. Yeah. We could cast for Samus. Yeah. I, I want to say in all caps, not Ronda Rousey. Yes, please. Not Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Uh, After the Mortal, well, I've been having many Mortal Kombat 11 experiences, and almost none of them have been good. Yeah, Ronda Rousey is one of those bad experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm forgetting a really good pick for Samus. Right. I just keep thinking of Brie Larson, but she's doing her own shit. Yeah, right exactly. Now, you know? Like she's... like someone someone with Brie Larson energy, but is yeah. not her, obviously. Yeah. And I, I feel like the answer to that's like on the tip of my head, but. Alan Tudyk as the voice of Marx in the Kirby movie. <laughs> the son and the moon are fighting. Go fight Nova. <laughs> oh, that's that's really good. I I was <laughs> this this is not good casting actually. Okay. But I was thinking of Ben Schwartz being Sonic, and I'm <laughs> right, and I'm like Adam Scott <laughs> as Captain Falcon, <laughs> just like a really exasperated like right, yeah. I feel like, incidentally, like, Captain Falcon, he's like a beat cop by day, but at night he, like, street races, you know? Uh Like, the only reason they can get away with F-Zero street racing is that he, like, looks the other way and also participates. He, yeah, he he doesn't participate, but he has aspirations of street racing. (laughs) Right, right. It's what you wish you could do instead of being a a beat cop. Yeah. And he's, like, he's kind of like a a Poe from Kung Fu Panda Uh deal, where he's, like, 
a big like street racing junkie. Yeah, but yeah. He, he wouldn't attempt it himself, and because that's, he's a cop. And he has to. That's why he has to put on the Captain Falcon mask and get up because he has to disguise himself. Right. Uh-huh. Like when he finally participates, no one can know that he's actually uh-huh. uh, Eddie Falcon, uh, the beat cop. Yeah, and. <laughs> And before he participates in his first race uh-huh. as Captain Falcon, quote unquote, right. Bowser lands on top of the racing track. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Good. Very good. Um He's he said some characters. We shouldn't cast the whole thing. Uh, uh however, um fucking uh, uh Finn from Stranger Things, that's Ness. Ooh, that's that's not bad. That's yeah. not a bad pick. Although actually I uh I think uh I think Mike not not Mike it was the kid that, Will I think Will might look the part a little more Oh um yeah I can see it I can see it Yeah really like I want those kids to grow up more because yeah. like whenever I think of young adult roles I'm like man if those kids were just like <laughs> yeah. 7 years younger they'd be perfect for this Yeah I got you Yeah <laughs> But okay I think I think we should probably wrap up this. You know, now that we've devoted half an hour to that question, probably. <laughs> I hope that was satisfactory, Mark. That, yeah. was, that was actually really fun. Yeah, that I was would, a great question. I would spend a whole episode theorizing <laughs> a Smash Bros. cinematic universe. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, man, that was that was fun. Thank you, Mark. Yes, thank you very much, Mark. And thank you, everyone who sent in listener mail. We love it. It's real good. Yeah. Love that mail. If you want to know where else you can find us, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash group, and we put bonus content on there. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a Patreon-exclusive podcast called Beep Boop Soup that's very fun and stupid uh, <laughs> that only costs a dollar a month to check out. Pretty and, cool. And the bonus content is five. Uh, those are both pretty good deals, so we've heard. You know what else you get for a dollar a month? Not much, because it's cheap. <laughs> so get a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, here's what we're really excited about. Next time. Yeah. On a Smashing Theory. Yeah. E3 Predictions Part 1. Yeah. So what we'll be predicting is all the non-Nintendo stuff first. We'll be right. predicting Microsoft, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Electronic Arts, and Square Enix. Uh, Sony. Already said they won't be there. Right. But maybe we'll talk about whether Sony will do anything around that. Sure, sure. We'll have predictions about all that stuff that isn't being presented at Nintendo's Direct. Right. At E3. So we still might be predicting some Nintendo-ish announcements that could be at those other shows. Kind of how the Ubisoft press conference a couple years ago had that Mario and Rabbids reveal. Right, right. Right? So if you guys have any pre-Nintendo E3 predictions of your own, you should tweet at us at a Smashing Theory or send an email to a Smashing Theory at gmail.com. Or both. Or both. If you want. <laughs> if if you <laughs> yeah, if you really want to do that, we won't stop you. And we can't stop you. <laughs> There's nothing we can do to stop you. That was going to be the my sentence. We won't stop you, and we can't stop you. <laughs> anyway. Like the tagline of a horror movie. Speaking of our Twitter, uh, you should follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we, we tweet about stuff related to the podcast, uh-huh. but also 
we say pretty often that sometimes we do giveaways. We've given away uh, stuff like Rivals of Ether and Slap City. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little while since our last giveaway. True. But I'm just saying that it might be a really good idea for you to follow us on Twitter within the next few weeks. Maybe by the time we do our next episode, maybe if you like giveaways, you might want to take a peek at a Twitter. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Just a thought. (laughs) But until then, feel free to send us any E3 predictions you got. Yes. And we will feature our faves on the pod. Yeah. Either way, we can't wait to see you all in a couple weeks. And for the rest of time, I hope you have a smashing time. You said time twice. Yes! (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Thank you very much, Lonald. You're great, Lonald. Yeah. I'm starting to miss you again. I I should arrange a hangout with you soon. Yeah, we gotta spend some quality time together. Yeah. Hope your baby's okay. Hope your baby's okay, Lonald. Doing okay, I should say. I'm sure your baby's <laughs> fine. You know. Hope your baby's doing good, even. Yeah, hope your baby's getting some positive physical and mental development. Special thanks to Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. <laughs> Nymph, we're going to see you pretty soon. Yeah, excited about that. See you in June. This might be the first time that I'm meeting you in person? Yes. Yeah. First first time you're meeting Nymph in person? Yeah. Wow. I've thanked you so many times. (laughs) And now you can thank him when you see his face. That's true. Thank you, Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. Special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Sean, don't do it. Amy Lee. Sean, don't do it. A while ago, you gave me a keychain with a Persona 3 character on it. Um, I guess for Persona 3. Thank you for giving me that a long time ago. I still have it, and uh, I like it. Thank you for not doing it. No problem. <laughs> Always happy to not do it. <laughs> thanks, Amy. Yeah. Special thanks to Leo. Thanks a whole lot, Leo. La la, Leo. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Have a good thanks, Leo. It's uh, a good time to be thankful for you. Thanks, Leo. <laughs> you can special thanks <laughs> us at the Patreon for seven twenty dollars. It's real nice, and we're great thankers. <laughs> We do a good thank you. I'm gonna die. <laughs> and and the, the, the good is you with us. So, go to the Patreon slash Beep Boop group and we'll give you a nice time. I can't breathe. <laughs> Special thanks to all of our patrons. <laughs> See you next week. Next two weeks, two times away. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>